Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to Taking Care of Lady Business, where we put the business back in lady business. Hosted by Jennifer Justice, founder and CEO of the Justice Department, a management strategy and law firm that works with female and woke male entrepreneurs, executives, talent, brands, and creatives to build and maximize their wealth, focusing in the areas of tech, consumer product, finance, media, entertainment, and fashion. Jennifer interviews entrepreneurial women who have done it all, who will be sharing their secrets on all things business, especially as a woman. These highly successful women will share strategies and insights including what not to do and what it takes to win. And now, here's your host, Jennifer Justice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business. Today, we have the fabulous Angie Tebby, who is the co-founder and CEO of Ray Wellness. If you have not heard of it or seen it, now you're going to see it everywhere because that's what happens. You hear the name of something and you're like, oh, right, this is all over Target. Right. And so we're going to hear all about this company, the journey, why she started it, et cetera. Hi, Angie. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. I love you. I love what you're doing. I'm just grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Love what you're doing. And I want to hear, I want to just start with like, what is Ray Wellness? You know, if people don't know. (laughs) Ray, um, Ray is a women's wellness company. We sell pure and powerful um, supplements that help women with a number of um, need states, whether it be stress, sex, hormones, digestion, skin, and so on and so on, sleep. Um, And what we do really is help people realize, you know, wellness shouldn't have to be a full-time job. Like, you know, sometimes you're misled to believe it shouldn't have to be expensive and it truly should be with everyone in mind. And so our ethos has been from the very beginning, all about um, holistic wellness um, and holistic nutrition um, from the inside out with a view on being affordable and attainable for everybody. Right. And so when did you come up with this idea? What was it that triggered you to do this? Um, It has been, it's been 41 years in the making. And so to understand that, I'll go way back and just, I I grew up really holistically. So um, in, and humbly in Fargo, North Dakota, which is where I'm from, Ah, my parents, you know, were very um, thoughtful in, in their approach. And I had a holistic appreciation for wellness from such a young age. My mom was a nurse. My father worked for the IRS, but he should have been a healer. He was very into Reiki and homeopathy in the Eastern side of, of, the world. And so for me, um, you know, I just had this beautiful blend and uh, created a weird five-year-old meditating on the lawn. And what I did though, was to live a life, you know, that I didn't have, that my parents didn't have. I kind of tucked that all aside and said, I'm going to make it in the corporate world. And so from the very beginning, I started at Microsoft for two years and then I was at Target Corporation for 13. And really, I just, I knew I just needed to absorb get on airplanes, travel the world, you know, work with really smart people, hone my toolkit in whatever way I possibly could. But what that did was allowed me to really understand people Mm -hmm. and consumers 
And it targets specifically, I was a private label merchant in home and apparel. And so that helped me understand micro and macro trends and how and when to bring them to the consumer and how to think about them and deliver a voice and an ethos behind the company and brands. And so, you know, all of that combined with, you know, my wellness background from such a young age, I got to this point in my career where I'll never forget the three weeks. I like to say the universe smacked me. And I always knew my next journey would be in wellness and mm-hmm. to become expert for myself. Um, I didn't know I'd be doing that on behalf of a large community um, to honor my late father, but the universe smacked me and I just knew it was time. Mm-hmm. And so I'll spare you all the details, but I just knew it was time to live my life personally and professionally, hopefully for the rest of my life um, around wellness. And today Ray is a really big start in that. And we're helping women become their best selves. So how did you figure out what the white space in the market was? What was that? Yeah, I was taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I left corporate. I, you know, had high levels of cortisol. My hormones needed some rebalancing. I had two kids at the time. I had my third last year. And so for all those reasons, I, um, I was looking for something for myself. And what I saw in the marketplace was one of two things. And again, I'm a trained eye to understand, you know, space in the market and where there's room. Yeah, of course. And I just saw a lot of companies, you know, that were were catering toward the 1%. And what I mean by that is those that have unlimited time and money and resources to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And it was all really expensive. And so for the yeah. quality I wanted, it was, it was, you know, 100, 150 bucks and some cases, $50 for, for supplementation. And then what I would see at mass, uh, you know, you walk CVS or Target, I would just see a lot of um, things that weren't made with women in mind and or gummy format, a lot of sugar. And so for me, I saw the space immediately and I left Target in September of 2018. And by 2019, January, I formed an LLC and had a five-year business plan on company that shall be named something at some point. I didn't even know it was named great at the time. And so for me, it was seeing that space and then understanding and leveraging my toolkit around, you know, five-year business plan that, that seems really overwhelming, but when you break it down, it's, you know, thinking about the consumer products, experience, um, you know, what channels are important, all of that. And so for me, um, leveraging a lot of the toolkit I had, but also making sure that I was honest about the things I didn't know, because there's a lot in this journey that I didn't know. And frankly, I still don't know. Right. That need to, so it's finding those people that know those things. Right. Constantly learning. So in the supplement, so tell us exactly what other products are in Ray Wellness. So everybody really has a great understanding. Yes. So we have solution-oriented blends that have an East meets West approach. So vitamins and minerals, but also botanicals and adaptogens and herbs um, that are centered around very specific solution sets. We've got our sexual wellness item, which is called In the Mood, helps you get in the mood. We have a digestive you know, suite of products. Um, our most popular is our pre and probiotic. We have you know, things to help support and rebalance your hormones. Um Skin products, everything is vegan, gluten-free. So we've got a vegan collagen boost that has been, you know, just amazing. And most recently, you know, we've had a insane amount of traction on our de-stress, which helps calm your mind and fight mental fatigue. Who doesn't need that? Especially, you know, through the last few years. And so what happens is, you know, we've got this suite of products, blends, capsules, powders, and, and ingestible drops. And what we're finding is the community is kind of coming in through one territory saying, I'm coming for de-stress. And then they're kind of looking across the portfolio of products and saying, huh, 
I could also help support my skin. And right. so she's smashing her journey together with us and 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 trying our suite of products. Right. And you're selling where right now? Today we are uh raywellness.co. Yeah. R-A-E, wellness.co. We are in all targets in mm-hmm. both the beauty aisle and the vitamins aisle. We are um at Whole Foods. We're at all Whole Foods, we're at all sprouts, we're scaling on Amazon, and we most recently launched at Walmart. Amazing. So when it comes to supplements, right, I think this is, you know, we have a very Western medicine country, right, that's like does not, you know, doctors really treat issues instead of being preventative. And, you know, yeah, supplements are really expensive, you know, and how do people know what they need? In this, and how do they know what's good? Because that's part of it. it's not regulated, right? And I'm a big believer in like functional medicine and supplementation and stuff. But I know, even going through it, that it's really hard to figure out what is good and what is not, and you know, things to look for in, in all of it to treat yourself. Yeah, it is. It's not easy. Um, and I will tell you some of the trends that we have noticed is you know what what our consumers and what consumers are demanding in 2023 is dramatically different from even two years ago. And it comes from a number of things, right? Like that pandemic elevated the presence of not just body, but mind and emotional heart and soul type of healing programs. Um, You know, women, women don't see a lot of research. So, so the industry lacks sufficient data. Um, Women specifically, you know, three women are finally putting themselves on the priority list, which is so exciting, but it's not doing it in a real woo-woo way. It's returning to the fundamentals of, I need to sleep. I need to eat. (laughs) I need to make sure I eat lunch. um, And I need to get some movement. And so, um, and to your point, a lot of that isn't, you know, the reactive side of Western medicine. A lot of it is, is thinking more globally, holistically, and proactively. And so Mm -hmm. we open that dialogue about, Topics about her wellness um, in a really inclusive and solution-oriented way. But to your point, the number one thing we hear is, I don't know what's wrong, but something just isn't quite right. Yeah. And so I don't know where to begin. And I will tell you today, you know, we're doing it one way, but there is so much opportunity for a lot of companies to band together in the wellness space to really think through um, how to support me, how to support our communities together differently with the various things that we offer. How we do that today is we just make it easy, making it really, really easy. So if desire is something that you, you know, something's not quite right, but I, I'm just not sure what, but desires on the list, you know, investigator in the mood. Very, very clear. We're not saying investigate every single ingredient, although you should. We have done that for you. Yeah. But it's not about like buying the ashwagandha and then buying the ginseng and then buying the maca. We've kept it really, really thoughtful and simple and formulated everything with women first in mind. And affordable. So you don't have to like buy a $100 bottle of supplements to guess to see if it's going to work for you. Right? Yeah. yeah. Everything's $14.99 today. Can we talk a little bit more about like, um, how nothing and give us some facts on this because I was super surprised about how women have never really been a target for 
like research. Like when I found out the keto diet, the only people it was ever tested on were men. I was like, when I did keto, I gained a ton of weight because it wasn't for women. It was for men. It's for men. And now people are targeting. There's other women who've done it, but you know, in supplements and medicine in general, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. What I will say is, you know, gender is one side of it, but every body is just also very different. And so this need for more um, targeted research, right? And more, um, you know, not fully, uh, how shall I say, not biohacking, right? But more personalized research is really, really important. And to your point, you know, a lot of the research that exists out there is, I like to call it of mice and men. And it's very Western in nature, right? So there has been this backwards look at clinicals needing to be the only path forward in terms of research. But I think that the world is starting to open up into more longitudinal, right? Into more views on, um, you know, there's different ways to invest for various populations and to understand the intersectionality. Mm -hmm. Um, Backgrounds, ethnicities, gender, there's so many things to your point, weight, um, there's yeah. so many things that, that play into it at that socioeconomic conditions, zip code. There's so many things that we need to research a little bit differently to really understand. And in our case, specifically around nutrition, what that needs to look like for each human. And so when you're doing all of this and, and going out to like, and trying to address all of this, is that like how you're adding more and more things to the SKUs of products that you're doing? Yeah, we have been, I mean, Discipline is everything. So I will tell you from the very beginning. So we launched 20, 20 items from the very beginning. Today, wow. we still have 20, which is a lot. Yeah. But, you know, when you've when you've got scale locked up and you see the opportunity and, and you really understand all of the need states and how they could play together and knowing, frankly, I'm not even using the same products from Ray throughout my three years that we've been a company as, you know, so, so I got yeah. a baby, you know, I've, my own journey has changed. And so to have the right suite of in portfolio products is important. With that said, we've retired some, we've added some, we've learned a ton, but it all is based on listening. Yeah. And what is so cool about our portfolio is we're able to understand at a very early stage, cultural emerging conversations. And what I mean by that is, you know, when we, we launched six weeks prior to the pandemic and across our 20 products, the one that popped the fastest was stress. Mm-hmm. If you can appreciate that. And then a yeah. little, and then stress kind of leveled up. And then what happened over time was whether, you know, folks just weren't as sexually active or their living situations were different, you know, then libido started getting a boost and then digestion started getting a boost. So we could understand and listen to the consumer and what she was thinking based on early sales of our products and then have those cultural conversations on how to help her, not just through nutrition, but through a number of ways in her life. Yeah. So interesting because you get all the data by what people are buying, right? We do. We do. So let's go back to your journey of becoming an entrepreneur because you've worked at big companies this whole time. And then you became like an expert in product market fit, right? So what was that mindset of like, I'm going to start this company and you obviously need to raise money. And we all know the statistics of women raising money in particular around that time. Um, well, it's just as bad as any other time. It's, not, it's never gotten anywhere. It's never gotten any better. So what made like, what was the thing that was like, I can do this. You know what I mean? I think it's so important for like the people who are listening to this to understand 
how and why they can do it too, right? Yeah. Um, to your point, 3% of venture capital, venture funding, that's a high watermark for women, right? Mm-hmm. It continues to be. So that has been one of the harder parts of this journey, no question. And I think for women, you know, it, it's so important to, you know, I don't know if you've ever read the book. Have you ever read the book Having? No. Um, the Having. So this is just a great mindset example of, um, you know, often our relationship with money and making sure that we don't come from a position of lack. And frankly, you know, think about it more like men do of the well is always there. And so, you know, we need to think about the right amount of investment, what that looks like and find the right partners that see the world the same way we do and and believe the same things we believe. Mm -hmm. You got to search deeper for those things, because while there's a lot of cash out there, there's um, a lack of understanding of, of what, you know, fundamentally, uh, that purchasing power in the world looks like and what kind of products women are looking for. And so it was a lot of different conversations. It was, it was listening to the feedback and making sure though, that I, that I was rock solid in things that I believed. And in some cases that was front of the surfboard thinking, uh, four years ago is when we were raising capital. And now everybody's like, oh, that was kind of smart, right? But it wasn't that backwards looking, data-driven, pattern-making um, kind of approach that a lot of folks were looking for at the time. And so it has been very difficult, but we're we're over, we're, we're, past the, we're past the hump. We're always raising capital. Everybody always is. But I got 100 no's. I stopped losing count around 100. 100 no's right. uh, in those initial days. And... It is just making sure that you are, that your why is so solid, because if you don't know why you're doing this, (laughs) to get up every morning, put a new pair of pants on, right? That gets more difficult. And so the why is so critical. The what can continue to be flexible as you learn more. So it's, it's making the, you know, here's where I'm hard and firm and here's where I'm flexibleist. And then um, once you find a few people, it all of a sudden becomes, you know, interesting to others. And when it starts to tip, it really, really started to tip for me and us. And so once we started to understand the power that could be and the potential, then then right. all of a sudden it made more sense for others to come in as well. I mean, over a hundred no's before you got anything. And what made you keep going? I knew we could help a lot of women feel better. Yeah. And that was my why. And I knew I could do it differently. And I knew I could do it with a different ethos and level of for all than ever before. And so um, for me, there I mean, there were days, of course there were days where I'm like, well, we're not going to be able to afford it, you know, to scale at retail if, and you know, it's, it's just understanding the choices and the roads that you could go down and, and evaluating them all. And, and a couple of things I learned is one, if you have a fixed mindset around this journey, you're going to miss doors hundred percent, whether it's investment or other. What do you, you mean by that? Mindset. A fixed mindset on that? Just if so you're like, here's my roadmap, right? Here's the three things that are going to happen. Guarantee you two out of those three are not going to happen. Right. So you got to be able to go by pliable and able to pivot and everybody hears about the pivot. Yeah. Everybody hears about the pivot, but you can still have those three things in your mind. They're not going to happen when, how, none of them are going to happen when or how you think. Two out of the three not even happen. But if you have such a fixed mindset on those three things, you're missing four other things behind you or to the sides of you that you're not even seeing. Right. And so you maintain an open mind and not a fixed mindset to know the why, but know that there's multiple ways up that mountain is a huge one. And the second one, generally, if something is too sweet, 
and feels too sweet or too easy, odds are it's probably going to become prickly or sour at some point. Yeah. And so be wary of the things that just feel a little too easy or a little too sweet um, and just make sure that they're the, they're the right next steps forward for you. What about the opposite though? You know, I say this to people all the time, especially if they're entering into a new job or whatever, you know, what if it's too prickly to start? You know, that's the opposite end of the coin, or other, I, end of the, other side of the coin. rather. Everything that has been, not everything, you know, some things that are easier meant to be, some things that are easier, just, just that. And they're going to turn, turn sour. Some things that are prickly at the beginning, open up totally new doors because they were meant to be prickly and, and was just telling you that that was the wrong path. And some things that are prickly <laughs> yeah. you know, are, are frankly just not the right path, you know, just are such a good redirect for you. I will say that the one thing, the best piece of advice I've ever been given, and it's been given by women to me is trust your gut, trust your intuition. Every single time I have not listened to myself or listened to that side of it, even if the data would indicate that, even if I'm hearing that it's the right thing to do, whenever I have faltered or not listened to my gut, it just hasn't, hasn't panned out the way it should. And I end up going back to the same place anyway. Exactly. It just took a longer route to it, right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I love all of that and how you've built this. I mean, so it's, and you launched three years ago? We are three years old this month. Yes. Oh, wow. Amazing. And then, so how did you know how to grow your team and who you needed? You know, I think that is so confusing to so many people. Who were like your first hires? Who were the people, not, you know, not full time, but who were the people you knew you needed on your core team, whether or not that was paying by the hour, whatever it is, you know? The thing that I took very clear notes on at the very beginning was all the things I didn't understand or know. Yeah. So for me, based on my toolkit, you know, it's, it's knowing what you know, but it's bringing people to the company, whether that's investors, whether that's advisors, whether that's employees on all the things you need to know and don't know. And bringing people around the company to also tell you, I know you didn't know you didn't know this, but here are the things that you need to know. And so for me, the very, some of the very first hires were all around marketing and digital based on my physical experience and based on my largely retail experience and product experience. It was really important for me to understand that side of it. Mm -hmm. Consumer voice, ethos, digital marketing, social. Um, So for me, that was, was the very first step. And then as you continue to scale and grow, it's all about hiring hiring um, to reset the foundation. And what I mean by that is you're going to scale and you're going to go, oh my gosh, that foundation wasn't right. But at that point, you got to get the scale and then hire the people to go back and get that foundation perfect, right? right. I always say in startup, like if, you've, if you have everything perfect, you're going too slow. And so it's, it's past the point of, okay, we can't scale if, and we're going to break if. And then you bring that that talent in. What, wait, say that line again. If it's perfect, you're going too slow. Um, if you wait until everything's perfect. Yeah. And especially as women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we, we want everything in place. Yeah, for sure. And it's never going to, yeah, be everything's That's never going to be in place. And then, you know, once we think things are perfect, oh, these other three things would make it more perfect. Yeah. And so getting that out of your head and saying, you know, what is a test? And everything's a test and learn. Yeah. And everything is immovable, like I said, you know, movable ways up the mountain. And so just making sure that you have enough in place 
and for women based on how hard we are on ourselves enough, you know, you yeah. need to gauge for yourself what enough means, but that that's been a huge realization for me as well. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like asking when's perfect time to have kids. There's no perfect time to have kids. Like, you know, that's why I never talk about work-life balance on this. It's not, it's not such thing. It's, you know, it's not a question that, like there's an answer to. It's so personal to everybody, you know? Right. So when doing that, like, and tactically, like who was it that you actually hired and surrounded yourself? What skills did you need to supplement yours? Mm-hmm. Um, how I think about hiring people, kind of like my pyramid of needs is one really good humans. All that matters is the who. All that matters is the who in this entire life. Right. Two, really good um, alignment with the mission. So folks that believed in the same, believe in what we're building, because if you get one and two, you're going to do amazing work and be surrounded by people that, that you like and love. And then third is kind of functional expertise. I will say also kind of a prerequisite for being on the leadership team at Ray or being on the team at Ray is you got to be able to tell people what they don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. It's the most beautiful gift ever. But if you've got the foundations of really good people yeah. that believe in the same things yeah. and are really good at what they're at, or, yeah. you know, really good at what they're good at. Yeah. And all of those things come from a really honest, earnest place. And so that's how I think about hiring for me specifically. It was, I had the most to learn on the marketing side. I can run a PNL. I could, you know, create products with chemists. Of course, that's the most important thing, you know, so, so getting manufacturers, chemists and the marketing side in for me yeah. were my biggest lacks. Right. Because you had experience building products from the target side. Just not ingestibles. Right, exactly. Right. Right. And that was a very different, different view on, you know, I can create a piece of outerwear. Very different. Um, You know, some of the fundamentals are the same, but certainly at the end of the day, that functional expertise, quality, regulatory, um, making sure that we had a chemist and a manufacturer that understood what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. Was the most important thing at the beginning. Right. Right. And I mean, how long did that whole process take you? A year. Yeah. Yeah. A good solid year. And that's fast. A year is fast. But But you need that foundation, right? You need to build that foundation and like, you know, even like going back to the super basics, like forming the entity and where that entity is and having those people and the chemist and the product, you know, so many people want to fast track all of it, but you can't like, this is, you know, you have to build those foundational things before you start, you know, going out with the social media, you know, it's like after everything is done and you're launching, you know? Um, Okay. So now three years in, You've raised money and you're raising some more now, right? I think you're always racing. I mean, yeah. that, that is the thing that I found is everything about this journey is anticlimactic. So by the time yeah. the thing reached the public, right, yeah. or somebody like sells their company, not that we're, we're not even close, but like sells the company or um, raises a big rent, like it's so anticlimactic. Because to your point, there's so many intricacies involved. Um, I just had a really good friend um, close her series B and I was like, congratulations. She's like, thanks, eight months in the making, right? And yeah. so, so it seems to be these big moments. But at the end of the day, um, to your point, you're all, you're always raising. And for us, you know, there's some strategic choices on, especially right now, profitability that we're making and what our growth needs to look like. And it's a constant negotiation between top line and bottom line. How yeah. fast do you grow versus how much money do you want to make? Yeah. And so for us, um, you know, you rev sometimes, you know, our Walmart launch was a rev moment. And then sometimes it's important to, to, you know, think about bottom line more than top line. And so for us, you're going to have growth and scale growth years, you know, setting the foundation years and scale years and months 
And so capital is a critical component, especially in an omni-channel CPG brand that is largely distributed in 7,500 doors. So talk about the difference of, like, for people who don't understand, like you say a rev, a rev year, growth year, like what do you mean by that? Yeah, for me, there's setting the foundation before you can scale. Yeah. And scaling and then going back yeah. and setting the foundation. So great example for us was our very first year we launched Target and D2C basically at the same time. And then we we're like, that's good. We need to learn. We can't continue to always just be up into the right, up, you know, like it's not this, you know, investors and, and those that look at the journey only see this straight line up into the right. And that's not the reality of how companies are. Right. Doing. Yeah. You're going to have months and, and quarters where you're going to, where you're going to be flat or sideways before you can go up again. And so for us, it was scaling a target. Now let's take a couple of years and just learn and make sure that we understand our consumer, keep them happy, keep target happy. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was kind of the first couple of years. And then we're like, okay, I think we're ready to understand our foundation more. And then we went to Whole Foods. And so when I say you're going to have, you know, ramp ups, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's to the degree you're going up into the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's amazing what you've done in this whole time. I mean, if there are things that you would have done differently, what were they? What are they, if any? There's daily a lot, right? Weekly a lot. And it's so interesting because people are like, tell me about your roadblocks or tell me about all of the mistakes you've made. And and there's thousands, but Every day, it's it's not seeing it that way. It's seeing it as new information and a redirect. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's 20 new data points a day of like, oh, well, that didn't work. Let's tweak it or let that yeah. be thinking about this differently. And so there's so many. The number one is not trusting or listening to my truth and my gut. There's been a couple of times in this journey I've done that with relationships or with um, partners or, you know, a few situations, you know, across the board. And so for me, every time it didn't feel right, but I did it anyway, mm-hmm. always ended up, thank goodness I made them all reversible decisions. Yeah. I guess that was it. Making them, mis- not trusting your instinct. That's the number one mistake, right? That's the biggest. Oh, that is such a common theme on this podcast. Like, you know, women say it all the time. Like people told me to do this. And, you know, I think that one, you know, the saying is so true. It's like, if somebody's never walked in your shoes, how do they know where you're going? You know what I mean? They don't like, how are they giving you advice if they've never been there? You know? Um, And I think it's so important or really understand what you're doing or, you know, don't understand that women have not been um, a focus of wellness or put themselves first or have enough even like even clinical trials, let alone just data in general around our wellness and well-being and, you know, hormones and all those kinds of things. So all of that, you know, I love that everything that Ray Wellness is doing for that and really putting women's health and wellness, mental health and physical health, you know, in the front line because it matters so much. I personally take in de-stress and it has helped me like so much. Plus like the nice little minty smell. <laughs> Good. How do you do that, that by the way? How, That's how one of my favorites. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. We have a mint tab in each yeah. of the jars um, yeah. because herbs don't smell great. Oh um, God. Yeah. No, had a, had the really worst. 
Yeah. When yeah. you have really disgusting. Um, yeah. All right. Well, as everyone knows who listens, I always ask before I close out with everybody, I ask one question that everyone answers. And that is what is the worst advice you've ever received? Such a good question. Everybody asks you about the best advice, but not the worst. Yeah. Um, all of the worst advice that I get starts with you should. Yeah. So that's just a common theme. Anyone that tells you you should sometimes doesn't have your best interest in mind. And so for me, it's, it's, have you thought about, or how are you thinking about, or, you know, here's in my experience, here's what I've, here's what I've learned Mm -hmm. versus you should dot, dot, dot generally doesn't end you up in a good spot. (laughs) That's a good one. God, now I'm thinking of all the times I tell people you should. It is kind of egotistical, right? It's like air. Well, it's based on it's based on you know one experience, right? Or yeah. so I, I try to shy, shy away from saying you should. Yeah, as much as possible. Everybody's experience is different. I love it. Uh, well, look, if everybody wants to find you and Ray Wellness, how do they find them? Obviously, we know it's Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, but like, what's your Instagram? What's the website? Yeah. Yeah. Instagram is R-A-E for F-O-R wellness. So Ray for wellness and TikTok, uh, which is where we've had the most fun with our community as of late is um, Ray Wellness. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on here and sharing the whole journey and letting people know about all your amazing products. I personally vouch for them. Um, I use them and I love them. And I love that I'm not spending hundreds of dollars to test out what works for me. You know, um, it's like beauty products too. It's like, they're so expensive. And if it doesn't work, like, what can you do? It's like supplements, you know, and I love everything you're doing. And thank you for sharing your whole journey. And so thanks for coming on. Thank you. And to everyone listening to this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business, thank you. And until next time, I'm Jennifer Justice.